0: Hi, I'm your host Hadiza. It's your host Matilda. And you're listening to the Africa Lives So podcast.
1: All right. So, how has everyone's week? Then i want everyone to just ask themselves you know how have you been this week so far because it's wednesday you've made it to wednesday so thank god how about you hadisa how do you feel today tired always
0: how's your week been so far tiring <laughs> i literally just fought with my professor today
1: you fought with your professor
0: yeah like physically not physically but i was like, really waiting for the gist. not physically but like um, I went to his office because I was like, my grade doesn't really make sense, like my final grade. Shit. Because he was like. So did he change it summary? He said he's going to change it, but he said he has to go through my whole solution. That's sorry that he didn't go through my solutions. He just saw the beginning and he was like, oh, she she didn't even use the correct number, so she doesn't know what she's doing, and he just marked me. God gave me zero. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was just like, I went to him and I was like. This is why I had picked that number. And he saw that, okay, he understands why I had picked the number I had picked instead of the number it was supposed to be. So he was like, he'll go through my solutions. Oh, wow. And I was like... I never even argue grades, so
1: though. I probably should start doing that. No,
0: this one was severe. Like, yeah, I was like, there's no way. Okay. Like, I knew what I was doing in the exam. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. my week has just been... A br- like not a breeze like not but i just don't remember this week happening mm-hmm. so far i i haven't i have no recollection from this week
0: mm-hmm. basically so yeah that's how my week has been so what are we talking about today hatiza? Uh we're talking about uh Nigeria before Nigeria, essentially. we want to talk about like what happened before we became Nigeria, yeah, like, Nigeria. what is known as Nigeria yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah yeah, huh Question to you, what do you think what Nigeria was like? I think,
1: huh, what do I think Nigeria was like before it was Nigeria? I imagine um a lot of huts and like the village lifestyle, basically, you know, yeah, living under like ta- roofs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I imagine a peaceful lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I imagine much though. Like I, I, it's almost like we weren't really even taught anything. Like that's all that should come to your head. Like you just think, oh, lack of civilization, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what the the picture they paint,
0: anyways. Mm-hmm. For me, I mean, I feel like before I read the book, like and the book was that the story of Nigeria. It's by Crowder, something. Michael not, Crowder. Yeah, Michael, right? not but. just
1: yeah Yeah. or should there's michael ajay crowder
0: yeah michael ajay crowder oh this is the white one no michael crowder michael crowder british white i mean ajay crowder was also british like was he he white no he's black
1: exactly then this is the white michael crowder yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: okay yeah
1: oh yeah you were saying okay yeah
0: paint i mean before i read the book i um had actually thought the same thing that matula thought like i thought nigeria was just like Blair like we're all like peaceful and like going to farms and like all those kind of stuff where like nothing really engaging was going on you understand that kind of thing like we didn't really have a complex or complex yeah complex like society structure system right. But then, I mean, and the book didn't really go into that because there were so many different tribes within Nigeria itself, right? And, like, it depends on the tribe you're coming from. Some tribes had more sophistication than others. Some tribes conquered others. Um, there were other tribes nomads. were nomads. There were so many different types of tribes, right? It depends on the tribe. So the book basically painted Nigeria to be, like, a place of, like, different tribes. But then it kind of picked out some tribes to kind of describe what life was like for some tribes. So with the Nok Kingdom, for example, they were able to find, like, really complex brass structures. The Benin Kingdom also has stuff like this, right? Brass um ornaments and sculptures. And then the British wondered, oh, like, how did they, like, do this? Or how are they able to do this? You know, and that kind of thing. And, you know, they stole some of our, like ornaments and all that kind of stuff but like and
1: it's in museums
0: yeah, right now, yeah museums right, right now yeah but then essentially the book kind of just goes into like what life was like for like general nigerians like nigerians occupying that space that we call we yeah. now call nigeria but then it wasn't called nigeria it just depends on what tribe you're in and the land area they um basically control but then um yeah essentially it goes into like the pros progression from like free nigerians quote-unquote to like colonize nigerians and like what kind of took place in between um so how
1: exactly was nigeria colonized like what happened there so like (laughs) if we had such like you know if we had such an elaborate system yeah as you're saying like there were
0: kingdoms there were you know yeah there were kingdoms there were like sophisticated tribes there were there were ways to do things right there was um people indirectly controlled what the king could and couldn't do so for example um if the king like was if you had a king that was obviously sovereign of like a certain area he wasn't allowed to give land out to people without permission of the people generally people actually had power back then to do stuff, yeah to yeah. do stuff for some tribes and some tribes it was more like autocratic Different. so like it depends
1: Oh, What's- i'm about to sorry i just wanted to reference like a book that i have always wanted to read but not always That's a lie okay so i recently listened to an episode on this podcast it's called building the future with dotsun and he interviewed a, a writer mm-hmm. um i believe his name is is Tunde Leye and he wrote a book called Afonja the Rise and basically the guy was talking about the extensive research that he did on the the Oyo Empire basically mm-hmm. because it's a fiction novel that mm-hmm. he bases on like an actual occurrence mm-hmm. right and then he talks about like Afonjas which were the I believe they were the kings mm-hmm. of the o- Oyo Empire please I don't have my facts right I have not read the book but they were basically talking about how the Oyo Empire back then was basically structured almost like the U.S. government, basically, that, like, you know, there were people that would check the power mm-hmm. of people. So it, they were complex to that extent mm-hmm. where, like, it wasn't just the king. It wasn't just the monarchy. Mm-hmm. There were people that, like, checks and balances and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, I lived all my life not knowing that they were these things ever existed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, which is kind of like what you were talking about. Yeah so yeah. yeah
0: and a lot of the ideas i feel like a lot of also some of the ideas we have about like nigerian society now for example like very strict male female traditional roles might not necessarily have been true for all tribes back then a lot of the values we have now are very western values
1: yeah they they say the victorian era values that that's what they brought and they basically like the um the women, the
0: low-men thing, yeah, patriarchy and stuff yeah. didn't necessarily. I mean, yeah. some of them. Some go. some tribes had it, but like yeah. it didn't necessarily apply to all tribes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So
1: how did yeah like going back like how exactly did colonialism start? So
0: it, I don't think it didn't really start like as in white people didn't come to West Africa and they were like oh yeah I'm going to colonize this place you know that kind of thing. So back then. In the eighteen hundreds around that seventeen, sixteen, I don't know which year. 16, <laughs> between sixteen hundreds and seventeen hundreds, essentially, Arabs used to trade gold with some Western, like European like countries and stuff like that. Okay. Um, used to sell gold to them. So like they always used to wonder, like, uh, ah, where people getting this gold from, where are people getting these resources from, you know? And Arabs would be like we're just the plug I'm just the plug <laughs> you don't ask the plug where they get their shit from you don't ask <laughs> questions like this yeah so like um, Portuguese in particular Portuguese merchants were like okay no 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 we're actually going to venture out to find the source of like where these people are getting this world from essentially mm-hmm. and then somehow 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 they stumbled upon the um, they stumbled upon like um, the West African shore I don't know what their journey was like but they shot found the West African shore and then they were they finally got to meet the people who Had had the gold and stuff like that um, they landed in, like, the southern coastal areas of Nigeria. So, Benin, Ife, or your Niger Delta area, Old Calabar. Initially? Initially, yeah. Hey, yeah, that was, those, hey, were, the actually, like, <laughs> <loved>. <laughs> those were the first people they actually, like, flowed. I mean, I'm not rejoicing because that's, like, kind of how this whole process yeah, started. But I'm just saying, like,
1: yeah, now we, be, we yeah. started the shit.
0: And then the first person they met was the Oba of Benin. Oh called Eware the Great or something like that. I don't know if I can pronounce his name. I'm not yeah. pronouncing it properly. But
1: we're trying. Yeah. Eh,
0: Eware <laughs> <laughs> The Great the Great. Yeah. So so that that was the first person they met essentially when the first king they had come in contact with, like when they first came into like west Africa. so in the beginning like they they were just trading like gold or they would be like oh you have social resources let's trade you know that kind of thing first of all started with that mm-hmm. um the, there were certain rules that the kings then it wasn't just the um benin um, king that traded with them they also started trading along the coast right along mm-hmm. coastal cities of west africa coastal villages or whatever kingdom was there at that time essentially but then the there were certain rules those kings put in place the kings essentially prevented um, Portuguese from moving inwards whenever they came to trade right so they would only stop at the coast coast, right Um, the king would send people to be like okay what do you want they would tell them what they want and then the king would go back the king's servers I guess would go back go bring the resources and exchange with them essentially so if they were to try to move inward they would either be killed either by the king's men or like by disease or something like that because like they didn't have the strong immune system yeah because malaria yeah and yeah, all yeah, of yeah. That, yeah so basically it started with that right um it started with um trade and then they realized that oh okay these africans are like also tr- doing the trading in slaves too and they seem to be doing it quite like oh like so the slave trade was already a thing yeah it was already a thing internally. So, what happened was um usually back then, whenever a tribe would go to war, they would capture people from the other tribes, and those people they capture become slaves in their own tribe. But then, what we define as slaves or what the white man defines as slaves slaves is not really what was defined as slaves in those times those times, yeah, um different as a slave, like you, your owner had certain societal rights by you like there were certain rules and regulations as to how they were supposed to treat you mm-hmm. if they owned you as a slave mm-hmm. and then as a slave you were also not limited in the way that black slaves were in like in the west for example yeah, i think
1: what it was um
0: i don't know if that's mm-hmm. how it was in all societies but mm-hmm. i think i
1: either read it somewhere or mm-hmm. heard it somewhere so i don't know this is not an accurate um, source mm-hmm. but what I from what I know it's that they couldn't own land mm-hmm. for instance they couldn't own properties and all mm-hmm. of that so like sometimes say you're the child of a, a slave in like another tribe or something mm-hmm. you just couldn't own those things but it's not like you couldn't live like a free man Yeah, you had you could live like a free man but you're just not of this land yeah. so therefore you don't have these equal rights anyways yeah you don't have equal land. rights as everyone but you weren't like a slave you weren't like, like the way that like yeah. Haskell type yeah, you weren't like unhuman because yeah. I mean when, when with, with the tra- Yeah, inhuman. <laughs> you weren't inhuman.
0: <laughs> you weren't
1: inhuman in the, in the way that they basically turned Is us in. Inhuman true. even
0: you word. I don't even know. <laughs> you
1: know <laughs> Um yeah. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, so when even there happened. was there were some slaves that were even like some slaves would some kings would send their slaves to rule other states like for example with the northern states um the book mentioned that i forgot what northern state it was but then the king essentially or the um sultan essentially sent one of his slaves to like rule over like a specific area Mm -hmm. essentially so slaves could take higher even positions of like power essentially. but then they just didn't have complete freedom to move around and it wasn't necessarily the case some some tribes actually had slavery the way white people had slavery but some tribes but those tribes were very few Mm -hmm. the vast majority gave rights to slaves there were even some tribes that like it's specifically the igbo tribes um so it's called new calabar like there was old calabar there was new calabar so the new new calabar um tribes and organization and like i would say kingdom or collective of like villages they would literally like if you were a slave but then you you gain power and you gain like money they were not allowed to refer to you as a slave it's kind of like how now in america we're not allowed to say niggers or like white people are not allowed to say niggers and stuff like that because like yeah so that's kind of how it was for some tribes even so yeah and portuguese were like okay let's trade like
1: oh okay y'all do this let's let's jump in yeah let's jump
0: in and they were like okay we want some slaves we want to buy some slaves and then you know people used to buy and sell slaves then at that time too so the um west african states were like okay yeah um how much do you want to buy these slaves for and then they would sell slaves for like Iron bars and like mirrors, mirrors, clothing, <laughs> sugar, yeah, sugar. You know all these like really mundane things, right? And it's crazy because I think at that point in time, because of course for some of those items, right, a lot of um West Africans wouldn't have maybe come in contact with them or then they were really foreign, right? So it's like oh this is foreign and then the foreigners have said that this is the this is worth this item is worth. Right? It
1: dictates the worth of each item that they're giving Yeah, each of them is.
0: Giving each but then the it's it's kind of like I look at it like, oh shit, like that they were kind of unfair in their trade because they knew the worth of those slaves and they knew the worth of the items they were trading those slaves for. They instead of them to be fair in their trade, they were like essentially cheating Africans because they knew some sometimes they would even break secondhand clothes and they would be like, Yeah, take and give us the yeah secondhand attention. clothes yeah do
1: you think that happens
0: still like nowadays um like
1: i mean obviously unfair trade happens mm-hmm. right but like before they, we didn't know like yeah. then we we actually legit thought mirrors were as valuable as lives yeah. for some reason yeah yeah but now we know but we're still taking place in like
0: unfair trade so do you, do you think it can be likened, basically? I think so, yes, because I feel like, um, I mean, then, um, at that point in time, we didn't know. So you can say, okay, it was completely unfair because we didn't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we didn't know. We just agreed to it because, um, the Westerners or the Europeans dictated that that was their price. And then we were like, okay, I mean, they, we believed them essentially without really seeing what was going on on the other side or knowing, like, what things were really worth over in, like, the European nations and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But now I feel like it's still unfair because like, I feel like the only reason they are able to make that trade with us in the first place, um, because I feel like now like, okay, for example, it's the same way we, we sell oil and then we buy it back and then it doesn't, we don't really benefit necessarily too much from that. Right. That kind of thing. To
1: some extent, I think we we can't point fingers anymore. I mm-hmm. think I, I don't want to come from this Kanye camell- Kanye point of mm-hmm. view. I mean, slavery happened, like, colonialism happened and everything. But as of right now, mm-hmm. a lot of our problems are caused by us. Like, you know, like, okay, with the ho- whole oil thing now, like, we have the oil, we extract it and everything, then we send it out to get refined and mm-hmm. then it gets sold back to us. It's because the the secondary um, process has Mm -hmm. more value i mean they teach us these things in economics Mm -hmm. like we know that whoever does the secondary process not the primary process Mm -hmm. gets more money there's more more money money to be Mm -hmm. made there so then why are we then not making refineries and all of that that's that's on us at Mm -hmm. this point in time
0: but then okay for example you have a programmer working here in their own economy. They would pay the programmer to their economic standards. But then when they move over to like an African country, they would pay less versus like that for that same still. service. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, like why it's kind of, it's, I feel like it's sort of similar to even though like it's, it's still like because we still agree to the trade, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a fault in that for agreeing for a trade that's, you're to, right. You're right. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's also like, why don't you just pay us something equivalent to what you're paying over there is because they know they can come and they can benefit from like those services
1: that is true that is true yeah okay yeah to some extent okay so then extent. what happened after like okay was it the portuguese that started tra- yeah, trading yeah so
0: slaves? portuguese started trading slaves, uh, and then oh guys so i'm so sorry i yeah. listened
1: to uh, gosh i listened to too many podcasts yeah um but i'm going to keep plugging podcasts i hope this is not like a thing like no, a no. copyright thing or no i, I mean i'm actually plugging yeah, advertising you guys so like anyway yeah in fact <laughs> so uh, i listened to this podcast not your african podcast i'm um, sorry not your african cliche mm-hmm. and they had a um someone from um a portuguese speaking african country mm-hmm. which are very like they're very rare in african mm-hmm. like they were just talking about the portuguese is that a thing the portuguese the portuguese people people's role in um in colonialism and slavery and everything and how we don't really talk when we talk about slavery now we always talk about britain and um france and all of that we always barely like talk about Portugal. But then, this woman was saying that people need to start acknowledging that, in fact, Portugal played a very, very... They were
0: literally very the starters like, the yeah. whole process, literally.
1: Yeah, I found that really interesting because yeah. I didn't
0: know that before.
1: Yeah. I was like, obviously, the British people, they came and then they just colonized us. Yeah, as in
0: that's Duh. literally... But literally, <laughs> it was all trade, right? And then, at that time, it was fair. It seemed fair because... Even like,
1: trading with human
0: beings? Yeah, because at that time, it seemed fair because the Europeans were doing it, West Africans were doing it, everyone was doing it. So like it seemed normal, right? But then the thing is a lot of West Africans didn't know the reality of what happened after some of those people were taken were taken. Like it was it was even that some some families would sell their children to the like to like the slave um traders. So that like um they they're like okay my child will probably have a better life over there mm. that was literally it some families did that according to the book anyway so like I feel like West Africans to some way in to some extent were oblivious to the realities of what the only happened. people who really probably I would say had a clue or knew what happened were the actual slave traders themselves which were the middlemen or the people who were front line um, trading with the Europeans essentially mm. so um just statistics for the trade it, it said that like. Um, about twenty-four million West Africans were moved from West Africa during the slave trade.
1: The entire slave trade. Yeah, the entire. How slave, many? Sorry.
0: Twenty-four million. Like entire slave trade. Okay. Like the entire process. Okay. And then, they they said approximately maybe seventy thousand a year or something. Oh. For the century, went on for a century or something. Yeah. Oh. So approximately twenty-four million Africans were moved over. To European nations for um because of citrate and then only only fifteen million probably made it to the yeah actual yes
1: shit so you have a whole so about like, like a whole ten million people died in the process yeah, like possibly, I mean yeah, yeah that's a, yeah, actually
0: a lot of people <laughs> these niggas ain't shit yeah <laughs> Sorry, okay yeah and you would think that oh wow they are losing a lot of people like wouldn't their profits profits be diminishing but no. It they wasn't. It. That, that that shows much you money. how much money they were profiting off dealing in slaves, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then even like even West Africans going into because I mean the way we the, we used to do slaves back then was not the same. Like as in you're treated like a normal person, right? Then you imagine a West African getting to a European nation and then, um, they block the West African up in a cage and then you have people like rushing to them speaking a whole different language and dragging them and pointing at them and touching their like bodies and being like yeah this person is fit this person is this and they were like the west africans looked at like europeans like they were barbaric like that was barbaric behavior." and Mm -hmm. it's very interesting to think about it that way because um europeans Europeans looked at looked at us as as barbaric. barbaric but then really like in that circumstance like Africans would describe the behavior as barbaric because that's not what happened when slaves were being treated and she stuff like that. Then, yeah. So, so yeah.
1: So it's kind of like you know, um, in um Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. When when the white man came and like there was so much like technological advancements and then he was looking everywhere like wow and then he was like oh uh, she was like colonizers yeah! you know <laughs> like it, it's kind of like that like you know right now they, they obviously have the most like technological advancement like, and whatever Yeah, yeah but it's just nation? yeah it's kind of like us looking at
0: them as yeah. like, you know
1: yeah, yeah that's kind of how that's the picture L- yeah, but then how did um how did like the british get involved then? okay
0: so how did the british get involved so like um that
1: sounds like a nigerian debate you know like when they ask you a question and uh, then, then you
0: repeat the question again no. <laughs> and you out no I'm not going okay so so basically i think the you know portuguese are trading portuguese are european so like all the other european nations were like how ah, what's going good you guys are you guys are trading in slaves also they were having some kind of agricultural revolution that they were having a revolution essentially and they were like okay um yeah like this trading in slaves thing seems really cool let's join <laughs> in and then they so they start coming in droves like oh let's trade let's trade let's trade now this is where the trade trading was going on as normal you know but then the thing about the slave trade is this right because the Europeans needed slaves to push their um agricultural revolution whatever revolution they were trying to push forward their advancements their demand was for slaves were was very high mm-hmm. right like they would be like oh we we need this amount of slaves we need this amount of slaves right and then of course the Africans wanted to meet that like west africans wanted to meet that um demand, demand. so they would go ahead and then like maybe you would have some bigger kingdoms, kind of like waging war on like other kingdoms, right? Just just to get slaves. Like if they they are depleted of their slave supply within their their kingdom, they would go outside to fight and then to conquer for more. So slaves. there, were a, lot so there of were a lot of wars. There were a lot of wars. There was a lot of um. I would say. As even though they were gaining from it, they were also losing, because they were losing ma- mad power, first of all. They were also losing, like, um, because usually with wars, you lose financial stability, yeah. and that was what was happening with a lot, with a lot of, like... We
1: were wise, Loki.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, even then, too. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. Okay, go on. So,
0: so, what happened, so, what happened was, yeah, we were just losing a lot, essentially, from the, um, we were losing, we were gaining a lot, but we are also losing a lot, essentially. And then the thing is, I mean, eventually, we did catch up to, like, what um, what we needed. free good good trade should look like because when we had other countries coming in to try and trade with us, um, people were now like, oh shit, like so the Portuguese people were lying that time they said they oh, they are selling us social clothes for two men. And then you realize that some other countries coming and they're saying, Oh, those two clothes the Portuguese have been selling you have been second hand. Let me tell you what's really good. This is how <laughs> much you should this is how you should trade. We want to buy these slaves for like a higher quality thing and in another country come and be like oh no that's not what's good let me tell you what's good you know so
1: yeah it was like a competitive market it was a competitive market so we could bargain essentially
0: so we started dropping obviously like we were we're obviously leveling there were levels we're growing up and up (laughs) and up you know that kind of thing because more competition so what started happening was what kind of initiated the process of colonialism was treaties missionaries and the end of slave trade i think the end of slave trade was really the beginning of colonialism colonialism. but it wasn't even apparent to anybody that it was the beginning not to the europeans or not to the west africans like neither of the parties because the europeans that came in remember they were just traders they weren't with the government at all Mm -hmm. everything that was happening they were just traders right the government can contracts work, you can buy slaves off those traders, but then they were really just traders working independently, it wasn't, connected, independent. yeah. it wasn't in, uh, connected at all, so what happened was, back in Britain um, um, they abolished slavery, mm-hmm. now why did they abolish slavery some people like to say that there was some kind of an awakening you know, people are like, oh, more conscious yeah, people are more conscious, quote and But well, we already know what happened was um, the Industrial Revolution, yeah, yeah yeah. They didn't, didn't need slaves anymore. Yeah, they didn't need slaves anymore. Industrial Revolution was starting, right? And they were like, Yeah, really, these people are going to be a dent in our economy, because now what are we going to do with all these people? We need to stop. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. So I mean some people like to argue that if not for the like um what's it called? The conscious philosophical people. and the conscious like awakening of the British some British people, um, slavery would have been abolished by the British like Empire. But then I don't believe that's true. I believe economy really drives a lot of decis- decisions that countries make. Yeah. And like, yeah. 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 not really need us. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what happened, right? They came back to West Africa. Like, traders came back and they were like, okay, yeah, <laughs> um, back home, they've abolished. is over. Because, because, the, I mean, the traders are no longer, the government's no longer buying slaves from the traders. So the, um, traders are like, okay, what do you want to buy? Ogah. And your guy's like, We want palm oil, we want, um, this, we want that, we want this one that the government started listing out like all the products that they wanted. So the traders had to kind of switch their market to be like, okay, now we are no longer going to buy slaves, we're going to buy like products and stuff like that. So they came back to West Africa and they were like, okay, now we want to buy products and stuff like that. And then West Africans were like, oh, why well, you used to buy slaves from us. I don't understand. And, you know, the traders would be like, no, 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 no. It's against the law. And then the, the Western society, uh, Western, um West, West Africans. Africans are like, what law? <laughs> like, as in, if you're not buying slaves from me, there are people that can buy slaves from me. I mean, for sure, we would still, we can still make your products for you. But we're not going to stop selling Safe slaves. Trading. Yeah. Okay. So... Now, um, uh, that was kind of where the beginning of where the government started to get involved with the thing because they started to try to crack down on like people who were doing slave trade. trade illegally, right? Mm. So,
1: in, in um, in West Africa, in West Africa, okay. So,
0: them basically trying
1: to impose their laws, yeah, impose their laws that still happens, yeah, but yeah, okay. I mean, let. To be very honest, like I understand like the human rights and everything. Like for instance, like gay rights in Africa. I, mm-hmm. I totally completely believe that it's something that Africans mm-hmm. need to come into yeah. like understand. But I don't believe that the West should be imposing that on us. Yeah. we should be able to see it ourselves. Yeah. So like when the West interferes in our local affairs, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just it's so
0: what happened was um, how they achieved this interference was they they the before the government got involved they first of all had mission because during the philosophical awakening you also had like free, free like they were freeing slaves in like Britain and stuff like that so you would have some freed slaves being like maybe i guess taken over by the church and then those slaves would be groomed to become like missionaries and stuff like that so those missionaries they would, came with religion yeah you know black you know yeah jayi crowder for example samuel ajayi so he was one of them so he came he came back with along with other missionaries to like preach the word of god but then when they came back they came back with this Air of like Europeans are superior and you guys are inferior and that's also also that also played a part into like the colonization of Nigeria over time right this at this point where this was happening nobody had the intention of colonizing Nigeria Mm -hmm. missionaries came to spread the word of Jesus traders wanted to just trade white Jesus yeah God yeah I mean yeah Jesus is like from white people no I mean mean, Europeans like Europeans like they brought it yeah yeah they brought it like Jesus wasn't right. Yeah, but I mean yeah. they, they I understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um um what's it called? What was I saying? They they
1: basically came with religion. Okay. Missionaries came with,
0: yeah. came came to spread the word of God mm-hmm. through Jesus. They didn't come for anything else aside that just to do God's work. Um you have traders trying to like traders essentially also um trying to abolish slavery in West African um states so that West African states can Focus on producing what they need, right? Mm-hmm. And stop trading with other countries that are still doing slave trade and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So you have all that kind of happening at once. So you have like so you now have um traders making treaties with like Africans to be like, okay, um, if you stop trading in slaves, I will provide you because you know, remember there were a lot of wars, right? So a lot of African states by this time were already kind of weakened a little bit. So they were like, Okay, we'll we'll give you this if you sign this treaty to do this for us or we give you that if you sign the treaty do this for us. And then the Africans would be like, sure, we'll sign the treaty, right? But then I mean it's just a piece of paper. What does it matter to me? The African would go ahead to do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. So th- at that point of time the trader traders were like, okay, no, they need like some a third party to like make sure the treaty is and enforce um, so they would invite their government officials mm-hmm. to be like, can you help me enforce this treaty and stuff like that. So once they sign it, they can't like go back leave it it. unless they want to sign another treaty. Mm-hmm. And so think about it, treaties were also what they use for First Nations too. Yeah. 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 So treaties were the thing.
1: They they were sign treaties like up and down, up and down, but make chicken, sign here, sign
0: here, and here, here. (laughs) sign your soul. Yeah, so so yeah, like literally, they just used to sign anyhow, basically. So um yeah, government interference to enforce those treaties, but aside that um they now also had competition. They they had a competition. Okay, finally, like, they were able to get rid of, like, slavery, slave trade in West Africa for the most part because of missionaries, because of, like, the um, bringing in of government officials and stuff like that. Also, they were also trying to establish free trade in um, West Africa, too, which is also... uh, Free trade is something that was good, and, like, free trade was the only type of trade that British people used to practice at that point in time, but um, West Africans didn't practice free trade. West Africans regulated trade heavily b- the king's regulated trades very heavily mm-hmm. so what they started doing was well, they started breaking barriers of free trade and they had medicine at that point in time so they could move inland the white people could finally move inland they also had missionaries um who were black so the missionaries sometimes would guide some of those expeditions inland that's where you hear Mongol Park discovered the river Niger as if no. they were literally just moving inland and they responded and they're they? like I discovered this and this and is like, ours and then you have the West African standing next to them like bitch my <laughs> ancestors have been here i have been seeing this i literally live here but who are we let's just leave let's continue okay <laughs> so, apart, okay go, apart, let's just go <laughs> quote, unquote, discovered river niger so you know they, those kind of those that so that's the context for what that happened they were starting to move inland to try and like trade with the interior it was called the interior at that point time because they wanted to meet the actual tradespeople people so they could trade directly with them okay. so the king would try to stop them the traders right but remember the traders now have the backing of the government yeah so um there was one king who heard that the um he heard that an the, English king or no a West African king. The West African king heard that the British men were coming and they wanted to come in into the land, right? And the the um the king didn't reply to that. Like he was like, I just don't have a reply. Because he, he knows that if he says yes, come in, his people will kill him. But if he says no, don't come in or something like that, or does anything to block their movement because he has signed a treaty they, the government, the government will, okay. will, will get him, the British government get him. So he didn't answer. But then uh, there, there were a lot of agitated people at the, in the, um, what's it called, at the Coastline. coastlines, West. waiting for the British men to come. So once the British men came, they literally slaughtered a lot the of the British, men that yeah. were coming. So the government heard of it and the government was like, no, you can't be doing this. So the government brought their troops, killed African, the king.
1: Yeah. Oh, the king himself. Yeah, they killed okay. the king
0: himself. and a lot Was of that the people. kingdom of
1: been it Benin? was
0: Benin. It was it one was of Benin the Benin right. kings. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think That's how that died.
1: is that how the kingdom of Benin was kind of taken down. Um, I guess so. That's the story. Because like um, one of our friends, her mother's part of the family, mm-hmm. I believe, is are they are descendants of the um the Benin kingdom monarchy mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff so sosa basically told me the story of it yeah. and it sounds familiar
0: i think that's probably because i mean if the king is killed by somebody whoever killed them would take over right so it's okay. kind of like a it's not really a coup, but it's, it's like i mean if the king dies whoever then yet, killed them obviously has more power so they take over okay so i guess that's what happened probably maybe okay. so okay but then you you know this is how government interprets and before before slave trade ended. then a lot of Europeans actually used to respect West Africans, as in they were coming and do like, "Good afternoon, sir." They knew down everything, but then now they were coming in like, "Bitch, what?" Like we have I mean, the we government have backing us. Yeah, yeah, we have government backing us. Say, say something. Let me say see. What? Say what? Say what? <laughs> so essentially, um, basically, they now finally. Long story short, there was a lot of wars and a lot of complicated things, and it's not like West Africans didn't fight back. West Africans fought back, but then I feel like from what, reading the book, what I understood was the problem was West Africans didn't know what they were fighting against. Essentially, they they would see it as okay, I'm just fighting this one trader that's coming in, but they don't know the traders are actually talking are to by each the other. Government. They are backed by the government. They're they didn't know the central, extent. Yeah, they didn't know the, the extent to, to what they were to fighting. what they were fighting. Right, you know that kind of thing. So like I feel like that was really the problem. Them. um
1: and then we weren't unified as well we
0: weren't unified there were a lot of tribes and stuff like yeah. that and then the even though the british government saw west africa as west africa west it Africans. Really was done. it wasn't yeah. like we were different kingdoms within west africa yeah. right so like um yeah basically long story short um treaties are then allowed british traders to indirectly own the land, lands because the thing is they would be like it, it's indirect because they wouldn't take the power of the kings right they're only saying you can't do x y z z z z but then by the time the king tries to make a move he'll be like oh this violates the treaty and the British government going to go after me this violates the treaty the British so government-
1: then he basically then didn't have power after even a lot of
0: what things. what they would say he did because like he's the he, figurehead he's the figurehead but, he's, but not he really didn't, know, he's not really anything. controlling anything yeah. so that's basically so the trade and at that point in time it was two traders though, that were controlling right so then w- what the traders one w- now was the final straw to colonialism was now um you you have british traders controlling certain areas but you have other countries Other European nation traders also doing similar things to what the British government, the British traders were doing, right? And then there were several different British trading companies. Um, What happened was Goldie. Goldie is the man before um, what was his name? Um, um, Lord Lugard. Before Lugard, there was this man called Goldie. Goldie, (laughs) Which is a joke. (laughs) Goldie played a huge role in Nigeria becoming a colony. So what Goldie could really have had any other name, honestly. (laughs) He We're actually had Goldie. a name. I don't know what the name was. They just Goldie. called him Goldie. Okay, yeah, Maybe go he had blonde hair or something. <laughs> what? The <fuck>? Goldie looks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so, um, so basically, Goldie came in with this bright idea. He was like. Bright. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it was bright. I mean. On the European part. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean. He was like, um I mean, we have all these British traders. Why don't we just get all the traders to form a company? One singular company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it. So the, he, his, his whole career, he was bringing all the British traders together yeah. to form one company. The company ended up becoming the Niger Company or something. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I know the Niger Company. Yeah. yeah so, I, like, okay. Th- I think this is where my recollection now starts yeah. like shaping, yeah like, taking shape as yeah. to like what was happening. Yeah. Now. So
0: okay. he formed the company, and uh, the company was called the Niger Company, essentially. And I think, um, what happened was because the company was now one mm-hmm. and they were now unified, they were able to, um, they were able to, they reduce competition, first of all, with, um, with the, um, this so they were able to make more profit. But then also they were able to, like, I guess, compete with the German because they also owned, like, they, 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 they owned more land mass versus, like, when they were individual traders mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, like, the competition. They were able to gain more essentially from West Africans because they were now one group of British traders who owned a lot of lands through yeah. treaties and stuff yeah. like that. So the British government was like, you know what, Lord Under Lord Dugard, why don't we buy the company from you, Goldie? <laughs> Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> so Goldie was, the, I would say, the CEO. Wait, so, okay. So Goldie owned the combination. He was just like the manager, I would say, of the trading companies yeah. altogether, right? So the British government was like, okay, I want to buy this trading company off you, right? That way, if the British government owns the trading company, the British government is able to impose British rules, which basically drives off um, all competition the All competition from, yeah. like, German. And they, there was also the Berlin Conference, which they had already sectioned out, okay, this is my trading area, this is your trading area. Mm-hmm. So all that was kind of happening sort of at similar times. Mm-hmm. I think the Berlin Conference happened before um, the British government decided to buy... Um, the the company company of them them, essentially Mm -hmm. so the British government bought the company off like Goldie and his, his associates and like now basically the British controlled the trading company still at this time so, um, Lord Lugard came and Lord Lugard was like, okay, I can't really make decisions. I think he, it was that he can't really, now that he owns, now that the British government owns it, what do they do with it? The next thing, I mean, they already colonizing a lot of places at that time. They were like, this should just become our colony. And I think that's the, that was the basis for mm-hmm. them buying it because they already owned the there were already a lot of treaties. Da, 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 da. Let's just buy it and then make it a colony. Okay. So they bought it off the trading company. And yeah, basically. And then they um amalgamated the north and and, and then south they amalgamated there. the north and the south and south. for some reason, we celebrate that. Like we celebrate it I, I don't know, we don't celebrate the amalgamation. We celebrate like Independence
1: Day. Celebrate but like it's just something that they teach us without context.
0: Because we, we are learning the British history
1: yeah i get british that british
0: nigerian history it's so rubbish that's what i'm saying like yeah. i'm
1: just like because growing up like obviously like we had those books where current affair books where they're basically oh and then we memorized names of like um london
0: god park Mongo, all these things and ajayi kada because ajayi kada was obviously a hero to um <laughs> to the british people
1: yeah and yeah. then we memorize all these things but we don't have context to them mm-hmm. all we
0: know is do- those lines that they give mm-hmm. us so
1: what what the heck
0: (laughs) yeah and i wish i wish i could have painted a more um glorious picture of what like the struggles west africans these the actual fight west africans fought against this because a lot of people a lot of kings saw this happening a lot of kings actually tried to try to fight against against it some kings saw this coming like saw everything that's happening now coming and they tried to fight against it but then there were a lot of things that like were in There were a lot of things that were stopping them. Against them. The odds were basically against them. The odds were against them. And if you read the book, guys, like, I can't describe... It literally, while I was reading the book, it felt like I was watching somebody play chess. Yeah. Like, it literally felt like a strategic game of economics, politics and like it was complex like so yeah yeah so like all these things were happening
1: you mm-hmm. couldn't see what it was leading up yeah to, but like if you like step out of it for a second and you know the history then in hindsight mm-hmm. you can see what was happening, happening and how it all led to that but yeah. in and of itself when yeah. you were there yeah you didn't quite, quite know no, and so there wasn't problems. much you could have done no they lacked so much information yeah. that they couldn't act on it but
0: then it's not like i mean if if our societies were were weak and as um primitive as they say we would have crumbled like immediately yeah right? yeah we would have crumbled. so yeah it's yeah. all rubbish
1: so yeah okay but yeah the importance of these things is just understanding i feel like the more um prior to like us actually deciding to um, do this episode Hadiza read the book and then she kept telling me about it and I I feel like even listening to that podcast where they were talking about the Afongias and everything mm-hmm. I, I told you like I was feeling so much pride in myself I know mm-hmm. that it's not me that like established all these kingdoms mm-hmm. and I didn't do anything personally mm-hmm. to affect that history but it just made me feel some kind of like empowerment knowing that I'm not from a line of just primitive people Mm -hmm. like i'm from in my lineage is we had so much complex systems we weren't dumb i'm not dumb like you know how we're talking about you know that person that we were saying that you think that he actually thinks black people are just not um smart Mm -hmm. right and he himself is black you Mm -hmm. know but just looking at all these things that happen to us and and because for ourselves Mm -hmm. sometimes we just feel like To be honest, I think it's just us as a people. Maybe we are actually, people say cursed, people say, like, dumb
0: people. I mean, you still have, you still have that documentary. There's this British documentary I I watched where some British scientists were still in the 21st century saying that, like, black people have lower IQ than white people. (sighs) Of course. Yeah. (laughs) So you still have those messages out there, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah, that's just the importance of this. Um and it doesn't stop here. We really encourage you people. The story of Nigeria, please go pick it up. It's by Michael Crowder. Um read it. There's so many other books if we come There's across so them. many. <laughs> so
0: many. And like Mike, um the book just gives you an overview of what happened. If you want to learn in depth information about like actually what happened with each tribe, mm-hmm. you can look into like I for example, like I wanted to have like a segment where like we have our readers Like send us emails about like listeners. I (laughs) say readers. Why when you think you have a blog. Okay. <laughs> we want our listeners to send us emails about, like, talking about their tribes and what they know about their... Please, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do that.
1: Okay, guys. So um, an
0: episode dedicated to that.
1: Yeah. An episode? or well, okay. Not okay. Episode yeah, like, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, like, yeah, an episode, an episode where we basically emails. read out, like, emails on what you found about your specific tribe, tribe, right? Please, please. Even if you're not Nigerian, like, we were all tribes. So, like, I mean... Or your kingdoms. Prop- kingdoms or whatever, like... Try to like maybe just do a little Google search, maybe go to your local library, look up look on your like the history of your your tribe and mm-hmm. where you're from. And please send us an email or a DM. So we have Instagram now, please check us out. We have Twitter. They are both AfricalypsoPod. Pod. So mm-hmm. at Africalypso Pod. And you can also send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, please, 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 this would make a really, really nice episode if we could get that information, if yeah. everyone could do that. Yeah, so please, guys.
0: <laughs> I mean, the information sometimes is hard to find. And then even some of the information, I feel like information for some tribes are kind of out there. Some of them are protected by, like... Um, like, for example, I was telling you, I don't know if I was telling you about... The Iberia tribe? Okay, the Iberia tribe, we don't know where our history from. Where it's from, Because, yeah. because, um, people, like, think Iberia people are Yoruba. I'm not Yoruba, I'm not Hausa, I'm not Igbo, I am not even Nigeria. Why you say, <laughs> <laughs> say we came from Egypt? They said we came from Egypt, guys. Yeah, yeah. The, the Yoruba people think we came from Mecca. I'll be heaven
1: All of it. <laughs> All of it, you know. So, so, yeah, but, Did like... As much as you can as find. As much as you can find, yeah. anyways. So yeah. let's quick... Because we're running out of time now. Let's quickly go into, like, our usual segment that we started now. Um. So lessons from the week.
0: Okay. This is back to my story about what happened today about me fighting with my professor. Like, I actually, actually, like, as in I was raising my voice and down... Like, it wasn't, like, a bad fight, right? It was just, like, I felt like I was right. Mm-hmm. And even... Okay, so for some questions, he was like, oh... You shouldn't have answered it like this, and I'm like, what you're actually telling me I should have answered it. I know what you're saying mm-hmm. like it's not like you're saying something that I do not know. I feel like the way you phrased the question was wrong because mm-hmm. if that's what you wanted the answer to be, you should have phrased the question in, in a such a way, way that that would have been the answer mm-hmm. because i like i t- I basically explained to him. The reasoning behind my answer, and he was like, yeah, he understands my reason, and I'm like, so why can't she give me the marks for that question? And he was like, oh, the marking scheme says, and I was like, yeah, but then the question needs to be more clear. And then he now resorted to saying it's an external body that forms the questions and some some of the questions. Nice. And I was just oh, like, I just, nice. I mean, yeah, and I was just like, oh, like I, but the thing is, I felt good today because I felt like I stood my ground with the professor, and that's something that. I feel like going through engineering, it's been, like, really hard for me to, like... I always feel like I'm dumb in a space of, like, engineers. I always feel like, oh, the next person probably knows more than me. Well, I used to We've feel We've had I these mean, discussions. Yeah, we say lie, yeah, right? yeah. It's a lie. It's a
1: lie. Everyone just makes it look like they are smart. smart. I think engineers all have that engineering complex. students and we have a complex yeah so everyone just wants to look smart so yeah complex uh, So but even yeah.
0: professors have it too have the and then it's like you like i was like yeah like i know what you're saying i can even tell you what you're saying like you don't you can't even stop the sentence halfway and i can't complete your sentence like i understand this course so th- i see no reason why you would give me such a mark if i know my answers are correct and you can see my answers are correct so why you know that kind of thing so it's just Standing it's just standing ground. my ground and then because of that he was like he he looked he looked through my thing and he was like okay he saw if I entered the office and I was timid and I'm like oh I don't really because I mean the like for some courses like I, because I already did bad right like because like I see my grade and I'm like shit I don't I don't deserve this grade but because I already feel like I am inferior to whoever I'm talking to I go into that beating and i'm like yeah you know you must be right if you mark me that way i just wanted to see if there were any obvious mistakes but then you saying okay yeah i actually know i'm right unless if, if you didn't study for the course then okay that's okay but if you study for the course and you know what you wrote you go in there and you're like okay yeah this is this is bullshit like yeah bullshit. and it's applicable yeah. in every other yeah. field Build. really in
1: your life and like always just stand your ground stand especially your ground, when yeah. you know yeah that what you've got yeah um mine is just gonna be really fast because as, as i said like ba- i barely remember this week but the one thing that kind of stood out to me was just i i think it's important to analyze like where you stand with like people around you I think sometimes, like, we give a lot to, like, give ourselves a lot to, to, like, a lot of people without actually analyzing, like, where do you actually start? I mean, like, we're not we're meant to be selfish. Like, mm-hmm. we're meant to give, and it's good. Like, mm-hmm. it's good to be a giving person. But mm-hmm. then there's specific people that you feel. Like, um, you give more than you Like, receive. you give more, a lot more than you've received. So there was, I don't know what happened, but it's just, I think, I was just talking to someone, and, and I just, like, actually was like, oh, let me actually go through my mind, like, and search for how this person has been treating me mm-hmm. or reacted to me. Mm-hmm. And I really thought, and I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I never gave it any thought at all. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, analyze where you stand with people. And and there are some people that I know that they are worse friends mm-hmm. to me than I am to them, but mm-hmm. I still keep the same energy mm-hmm. because, because I'm just like... Um, Maybe I'm just here to help them, mm-hmm. but it's still important to know where it is that you stand mm-hmm. because if not, you're just going to be you do things against your will, thinking that they are the best friends for you, but they're not. But yeah, it sounds bitter. It's not. It's it's just knowing where you
0: stand, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't like invest. I guess it's just like I mean you like as much as you love people, right? I feel like it can get exhausting if like you you feel like you give give, too much and then you never get anything in return and it doesn't have to be it doesn't even have to be equal like you can give more than you're receiving or something but at least it should be a reasonable amount of like a reasonable proportion and stuff like that yeah so that's our episode for this week and um yeah we'll see you guys next week eh? if you see me in the hallway ask me questions about nigeria
1: yeah if you see we're on twitter twitter is like the hallway please hit us up guys where are you guys actually like actually message us please <laughs> like we this want to have cry. yeah this is this is we're begging <laughs> and people crying no i'm not okay yes but seriously guys like, like let's seen. we want to have a community and that that's kind of like where this podcast is coming from and what we hope to achieve so really would like you guys to you know get more interactive
0: and of course um i am just i'm not i'm not a historian Mm -hmm. i'm just a girl who read a book and my memory might be faulty so if you feel like my facts are sort of incorrect or like you feel like you have an objection to anything i said feel free because i want to learn and i also want to argue Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're out for this anyways
1: guys bye next week you have a you
0: don't be saying bye
1: bye bitches